The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. It is time uh, to talk to our expert, uh, this, this being Monday, and our expert today is going to talk about children's sleeping habits. Erica Hargaden is a child sleep consultant and founder of Bobog, which offers digital solutions to parents who are uh, having problems with their children sleeping. Erica, good morning and welcome. Thank you so much, Pat. Great to be here. How did you end up as a sleep consultant? I mean, did you? are you one of those who suffered and said, I'll find the solution and pass it on? Absolutely. 13 years ago, I was an incredibly sleep deprived mammy. I am now a mum of three, but Quinn, my eldest child, he absolutely, you know, brought a great love of sleep and deep respect for, of sleep for me. And I wanted to help people not go through what I went through with him. Yeah. Now, did you crack it then so that the the next two did not have similar problems? No, they were completely different. What I might refer to as unicorns now in terms of the sleep side of things, but they slept through the night relatively quickly in in respect of their sleep. They were excellent. And really what I learned on him, I brought forward, you know, into their sleep, but also Mm. into what I do now with families. You see, here's the question. If the other two had no problem and he had a problem, maybe you were the problem. Very possibly, Pat. I definitely, first time mammy, maybe a little bit more anxious and had learned, I suppose, to be more confident in myself when I went forward with my next two children's sleep. But again, that's what I try and do with parents now. Education is everything. If you understand your child's sleep, you're more likely to have sleep success. Mm. Now, uh, do children need different amounts of sleep depending on what age they are? And even within an age range, is there much variation? Ah, yeah, there is big variation. Like for babies and toddlers, you'd be looking at somewhere between 10 and 12 hours sleep overnight. Some babies absolutely will have feeding in the mix of that and some toddlers as well. And then as you get on to children, you know, you're looking at it going down to maybe nine and eight hours sleep overnight, depending on their age range up into the teenage years. And then they start sleeping all over again. Yes. (laughs) I'm trying to work out, is Quinn at that point yet? He's a great sleeper now and has been for many years. In fact, he'd be the best sleeper in the house now. (laughs) All right. Um, The the questions that always come in when we talk about these topics, uh, you know, how do I get my child out of my bed and back into their own bed? Yeah, that's really about creating a consistent place of sleep, Pat. A child that maybe is sleeping with parents really believes that that's where they sleep. And if parents desire to to make some change around that, then the introduction of a cot or a bed as the consistent place of sleep and being re- being repetitive and consistent around offering that as the consistent place of sleep is what's going to get them to see them sleep more independently. Yeah. So you take them out of the bed, you put them into the cot and they start to wail. Yes, you're probably going to have frustration because any change when it comes to sleep will bring frustration for little ones. So staying with them and being supportive while you're doing that. So really responsive, picking them up, calming them down, making sure that they know that you're there, putting them back in and being repetitive around that. But staying with them and making sure that they feel safe and secure while they're relearning where they sleep is important. Yeah, because basically the best place to sleep is in your mammy's bed, quite clearly. it's a lovely place to sleep. I know even my own crowd, when they're not feeling great, they like to come into my bed for the snuggles. And it is lovely. But if, as a family, if it's only really suiting one member and everybody's not getting good quality sleep, then maybe it's not working for the family as a whole. 
Now, the questions are coming in thick and fast. My grandson has ADHD and is on prescription, a thing called melatonin. Yeah, melatonin, yes. Uh, melatonin, yeah. Because yeah, uh, he's now 10 years old. What are the chances of coming off melatonin and being able to sleep normally? Children with ASD produce lower levels of that hormone. That is our sleepy hormone. It what gets us to sleep and keeps us asleep. So the use of melatonin as an additional support um, is really common practice now when it comes to children children with ASD. I'm, I'm working with a family in respect of this at the moment. As he bolsters his sleep skills over the years, there is a chance that he could be weaned out of it. But really looking at the whole sleep picture is important alongside that and not just the giving of some medication as it would be kind of um, deemed at this point as well. But, mm. you know, it's likely as he gets older, there will be a chance that they can wean off it, but only if the rest of the sleep picture is settled. My five-month-old is refusing naps of any sort during the day unless I have him driving in the car or walking, presumably in a, in a pram or a buggy, won't go down in his crib at all. It all started about a month ago when we had to remove his swaddle. Any advice, as I feel, all I do is walk and drive the roads and it's impossible to get into any sort of routine. Yeah, napping is one of the most frustrating things for parents and particularly at this age range because daytime sleep is still very, very immature for five-month-olds. What I would look at for this parent is the timings of the sleep when it's offered and usually for a five month old they will need to be offered sleep between 90 minutes and two hours after they've woken from the last sleep. So offering a sleep opportunity within that range may see the parent able to get them down into a sleep environment rather than heading out on the road either walking or driving. So you've got to persevere. A little bit of perseverance, but napping does mature more between six and seven months. So I will often say to parents, do what you can at the moment and get through this point, because in a very short period of time, you might see the maturity behind the sleep to be able to create that routine that you desire. And my eight-year-old still sleeps in the bed with me. He's terrified of the dark. We've tried many times to get him to sleep in his own room. He once to sleep in his own bed, but his fear is crippling him at night time. Any advice? I would definitely be putting place a nightlight for this little guy. Sleeping in the dark can be something that children really are against. My own daughter loves to have the door open and a, a light on for her in the hall. So a nightlight, just avoid white and blue lights because they can interfere with sleep. Orange, ambers and red lights are the ones to go for with nightlights. And in terms of going back to the consistent place of sleep peace, supporting the child in sleeping in their own bed might be the starting point. So rather than sleeping in your bed, maybe sleep in the bed with them in their own room. As long as the bed's big enough yeah, As long for the as the bed is big, big enough for the parent or even to camp out in the room with them to get them comfortable yeah. with sleeping there and then transition out of that. How do you solve a toddler sleeping in mummy's arms before she'll settle in the cot and also wake up time is far too early. Manage to get the baby down for 7.30 but often wakes at 5.30ish. Yeah, um, early waking is a really common problem with toddlers. I would say at this time of the year you need to make sure the room is as dark as possible Mm. because it's going to start getting bright very soon from 5am but when it comes to the initiation of sleep really what's happening is little one is used to falling asleep in arms and maybe hasn't developed their own sleep skills so again putting them down in their cot awake but ready for sleep and supporting them while they're relearning that sleep association is the way to go for parents. Now this one a bit complicated any tips for bed 
bedtime routine for a toddler just turned three and a four-month-old. The three-year-old wants me to put her to bed and at the moment my husband settles the baby but ends up with me settling both of them. They're in our room at the moment also so it's hard to get into a bedtime routine with the baby. We normally settle him in the sitting room and then at 11 o'clock a bottle and then bed. The three-year-old generally goes to bed at 7.30 or 8. I would probably keep doing what you're doing for the moment. A four-month-old to be still settling in the living room is quite normal and really what I would expect to see. I would maybe focus in on trying to get the toddler used to either parent putting them down rather than the parental preference that's happening there. So taking it in turn so that when you do try and get into maybe a solid bedtime routine with your four-month-old as they age, that the toddler will expect accept either parent to put them down. That's what I'd focus in on at the moment. Any advice on a 13-year-old who can't cope with less than about 11 hours sleep but can't go to sleep as she's getting stressed about not being able to get up in the morning? Yeah, the the teenage sleep takes a shift around this age range, so it does, where sleep initiation but also the maintenance of sleep can go beyond where, you know, school start times, you know, kind of interferes with it. I would maybe get talking about what's making her anxious about waking up in the morning. Is she afraid she's going to sleep in? Is that the issue? And trying to put some practices in place around that, like alarm clocks so that she'll wake up. Nobody's going to forget to wake her up. But keep offering the sleep opportunity that she needs. If she's high sleep needs, you know, offer her the 11 hour sleep opportunity that she needs to be able to get through the school day. Both my children are good sleepers and took to self-soothing easily and sleeping through the night. However, my two-year and seven-month-old son was sick about six weeks ago and since then wakes anywhere between 6 and 6.30. Now, he's not ready to get up. He only wants to be put back to bed and does get back and sleep to 7.20 at least. I think he enjoys snuggling down again. How do I break the habit? Yeah, that's a tough one. An awful lot of like difficulties can come around sleep in association with illness. Um, I would start maybe a little bit of talking to him during the day about returning back to sleep himself, that he doesn't necessarily need somebody to attend to him. It might be as much as changing your own response and looking at how you can fade back a little bit of what's going on. If you're maybe tucking them in, getting into the bed with them, a lot of reassurance to get them to go back. Start to try and pair back to do it less and less bit by bit because the gradual fading out of something can be easier in the long run than just stopping doing something which can create a lot of frustration. My 10-year-old has started sleepwalking in the past eight months, maybe once or twice a week. He's now crying and panicking while sleepwalking. Lasts about three to five minutes, then he wakes up. Uh, any triggers you might know of or anything else we should consider from it's Sarah? funny, Pat. I thought about this question coming up in the car because I have a sleepwalker in my house sometimes. Overtiredness can be a key factor in that, so making sure that the child is getting enough sleep opportunities. So maybe earlier to bed could be a factor here. Maybe look at the amount of screen time screen time in the evening time so turn off those playstations TVs and phones in the hour prior to bedtime but also look at the iron levels in their diet if they're not getting enough iron that can create sleep challenges in older children like sleepwalking restless legs or even night terrors A final one. My daughter has Down syndrome. She's five. She will come into our room five or six times every night. We walk her back, but she persists. 
So in relation to anybody that has any kind of issues in that respect, persistence is key for parents. It's very, very challenging. But if some nights she's being allowed to come into the bed and then other nights you're returning them to their own bed, that's inconsistent. So trying to place that consistency around always returning back is the key piece. But I'm human too. It can be very, very hard to remain consistent when you're constantly being woken during the night. All right. Well, uh, fascinating stuff. Erica Hargaden, a child sleep consultant and founder of Bob Oak. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.